2: To the, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
3: Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our special edition of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live from one of our favorite places in Hattiesburg, Fuzzy's Tacos. And we want to thank Justin Harris for having us down at this great, great restaurant here in Hattiesburg as we get ready to kick off conference baseball tonight at Pete Taylor Park. Caleb Hamill is with us. Producing on scene, Bob and Kelly here. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Mauricio Montenegro makes a return appearance on the Eagle Hour. We've got Gabe and uh, Rodrigo's dad sitting right here with us in fuzzies, and we're looking forward to talking to him. But we want to get started immediately with one of our favorite baseball coaches. John McCormick is the head baseball coach at Florida Atlantic tonight, and this weekend's opponent. His 13th year as the head coach, and uh, as usual, just a high-quality baseball program, 191 wins over the past five years. They've averaged 38.2 wins a year for the past five years, 446 wins in his 13 years as the head coach at Florida Atlantic, and the Owls come in tonight 13-5. and five. Coach McCormick, it's always a great pleasure to have you on our show. You've been with us several times, and we thank you for your time today.
4: Well, I certainly appreciate that. I'm going to hire you as my agent that was a very nice
3: intro. Thank you, <laughs> Coach. I'm just reading the facts right here. Look, I've, I've okay. watched your team play. I've watched the Owls play for a number of years now, and as I told you off the air, I, I really hope you and Coach Barry can work something out where we continue to, to compete with you. But it's it's always exciting. Your club's always very very good. You're 13 and five coming in today. What do you what do you like about this 2022 edition of your Owls? Uh,
4: well, offensively. We, we swing the bats pretty well. Um, we have a good understanding of what we want to do. Uh, defensively, we're okay. Um, it's just the pitching staff is really young in terms of number of Division One innings, number of high leverage innings. Um, but our, this year in 22, right now we start with our offensive ball club.
3: Who are some Who are some kids that Southern Miss fans uh, will will see and and uh, should pay special attention to that you're you're relying on the most, Coach?
4: Uh, probably the Gabriel Cones Jr. Um, he plays right field. Very physically built kid. He can hit. Um, got a high level understanding of hitting. And then behind him Nolan Chenuel, which. Um, he had a great year last year. I think he was first or second team as a freshman. Um, really, really good hitter. Uh, but Gabe is a really interesting story. He is, his parents are Venezuelan, but he was born in Scotland because they worked for one of the oil companies. And he didn't start playing baseball until he moved to Tampa when he was like in seventh or eighth grade um, and lived with his uncle. So his, it's an interesting path. Um but he could really swing it. Um, good kid, and then of course Nolan all Those are the two guys in the middle of the order that kinda of make us go, so to speak.
3: Well, thirteen and five, coach, you must be pitching pretty well, right?
4: Um, at times, at times. Again, it's it's um you know, we've had some bad luck and like everybody we've had a few injuries, but um I I'm I'm anxious to see how our guys respond in this type of environment. We've been very fortunate. we played one road game at Miami, which didn't go well. We played another road game at a neutral site, which went well. So this is our first true road trip, um, kind of where we're located. We don't have to travel that much early in the year. Everybody wants to get out of the bad weather and come visit us. Um, so that is... Uh, I'm anxious to see how our guys respond in this, this type of environment because I know, uh, I know all about Pete Teller Park. I know all about Pete Teller Magic, and it can get hairy here late in the innings for the
1: opponents. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, this, is, uh, this is Kelly Santer. It, this is, l- sounds like it's going to be a classic matchup because you said you guys swing the bat pretty well, but in the 157 years that I've covered Southern Miss Athletics, I'm not sure that I've ever seen a pitching staff uh, that Southern Miss has put forth that has been so consistently razor sharp this early in the year, and any one of about 20 guys, they've all been terrific. How do you hit these guys?
4: Yeah, um, we certainly hope so, uh, but the numbers are in this day and age in college baseball, aluminum bats have gotten that much better than when they changed after the '11 season. Um, to see the numbers you guys are putting up, on the mound, it, it's it's a little daunting. Um, you have two starting pitchers that have under one ERAs, which, uh, as uh, RSID said, usually don't see that only in softball. Um, <laughs> then you guys, you know, you got a few guys that have, you got four guys that have got saves. And I know you got some guys that can really run it up there, Velo wise. So it is kind of the classic, you know, matchup: good hitting versus good pitching. So we'll see what happens.
1: Do you anticipate a lot of first pitch fastballs? Do you anticipate on plate approaches that guys are going to try to attack the the count early?
4: Well, we're going to do what we always do: attack. Um, uh, You know, we've of course we've been able to watch Hall and Riggins, and you know we've faced Waltrip before. Um, We've been able to watch him on a little video and. Um, Our approach doesn't change a whole bunch. Um, We're going to stay aggressive. Uh, You know, our plan is to swing at strikes, be really aggressive with strikes in the zone. And you know, the the he's Tanner's got that good sinker that he gets a lot of guys to swing at pitches out of the zone. So we can recognize early, and we got to make him make him throw some strikes. We we might have a little bit more success, but he gets that ball sinking, and guys either swing over it um, or take it. Um, uh, we've got to be we've got to be ready but we, but the most important thing when you're facing a really good arm is to stay aggressive don't let these guys get ahead of you because when they get ahead of you it could be trouble
3: All right, Coach, the Florida Atlantic Southern Miss uh, <clears throat> rivalry has been really one of the great ones in Conference USA uh, for a number of years now and, and Southern Miss obviously as you know leaving the conference at the end of this year what are the chances that uh, we may be able to see the two teams continue to compete in, in maybe, a, maybe a weekend series prior to conference play uh, in the future?
4: We would love to. Like I said, I, I, I've talked to Scott about it. Um, you know, just got to work out the logistics. It's, um, these series are always good to, to uh, continue to have for both teams going into conference play. The issue becomes um, travel. Travel to get here, it's a little, it's a little tougher, um, and I'm sure it's the same for them. Uh, we have a few more options airport wise, um,
3: mm-hmm.
4: but we're going to try. We're certainly going to try.
3: The travel difficulty, I, I'm going to guess, is the reason that we're playing at 10:30 Sunday morning, right? Because you're, you're trying to make accommodations to was... get back, right? Yeah,
4: Scott right, was, right. Um, was nice enough to move that up, or, and uh, so we didn't have to spend the night another night, you know, in Hattiesburg or New Orleans to get back on Monday. Plus, you know, spring break is over, so the guy's got to be back in class.
3: Right, right. Interesting what you said about you don't have to travel much early in the season. You're in a, a spectacular place. I'm guessing you don't have much difficulty getting people to want to schedule series with uh, with the Owls before their conference play starts. Am I correct about that?
4: You're correct. We we um, we we don't. I, I can't remember the last time we we left um, to play a three game series uh, on the road like a significant distance in the first four or five weekends. Um, Uh, everybody's trying to get out of the cold. And the nice thing, when you do come all the way to Florida, it's never cold. You know you're going to play. We might get a little rain, but I remember years ago, Joe Walsh from Harvard, uh, before he had passed away, um, he would fight with his AD, and his AD would say, hey, just go to North Carolina, it's cheaper. He goes, no. He goes, you go to North Carolina, you can't get on-field BP, you can't get IO because of the weather. He goes, I go to Florida. I know I can get that every day, which is really important. Not being able to get outside as much early in the early in January, February for those types of schools. So that's the one thing that we can really afford is, you know, we're going to play, you're going to get BP. You're not going to, it's not going to be like, Hey, we got a two hour window. Let's try to push the game. And we didn't have any of those problems with in the preseason. So um, baseball coaches want to play and they're going to try to do the best they can to get it in and these guys want to come south so we don't we don't really much have to leave.
3: Well coach, we're glad you're here this weekend. We always look forward to watching your fine uh, program on the field. We know well, thank <clears> you we know we'll have three really exciting and, and fun games and uh, as always, uh, we're very grateful for your willingness to come on the Eagle Hour coach. Anytime
4: anytime I appreciate it you guys keep up the good work. Thank you for all, all right, that you do you, for
3: sir. college athletics. Yes, sir. Thank you. John McCormick, everybody, head baseball coach, Florida Atlantic Owls. Uh, Kelly Sander, 446 wins in 13 years. Uh, they don't have losing seasons at Florida Atlantic. They'll be a tough, tough opponent.
1: But it does help to have that many home games. <laughs> that helps, Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that record as well. I was interested about uh, a lot of things he said that we'll talk about later. Yeah,
3: he's a great guy and a great, great, great ambassador for college athletics. Uh,
2: you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: Boy, oh boy, do we have some technical genius here with Caleb Hamill, Kelly. Well, We
1: got the, the clock countdown. We still don't colored, get it right.
3: Colored clocks and we still <laughs> screw the thing up, right? So, Caleb, thank you for your patience. Yeah, anytime. We're glad to have you down here with us. We're at Fuzzy's Tacos uh, in Midtown. I want to thank Justin for having us down. We'll also thank Justin. John McCormick, just one of my favorite guys in college baseball, Kelly, a a real ambassador for the sport and just a great baseball man.
1: And I I thought it was interesting when he was talking about pitch recognition as hard as the Southern Miss guys throw. And uh, I I tend to think that scouts and so on overlook, they, they put too much emphasis on velocity. But when you do throw as hard as the Southern Miss guys do and you're trying to recognize a pitch coming in, the harder you throw it, obviously, the less time you have to pull the trigger. Right. so and and his team uh you know he says they've been hitting you know pretty well but doggone it southern miss has been pitching pretty well yeah, too should so be fascinating. yeah should
3: mauricio montenegro is the dad of gabe and rodrigo montenegro and he joins us here uh at fuzzies and uh i've had a, i've had a great time you and i've been watching some baseball together and we watched most of the alabama game together the other night and we were talking, Mauricio, before the show. I hope the game tonight is not as miserable as the last few innings of the game Wednesday night.
2: Oh well, I wouldn't count on it. I mean, it's uh, it's been that way with FAU since I mean since I've been here at least. They, they've always get up to playing Southern Miss. Right. They do.
3: Well, a couple of questions I want to ask you right off the bat. I was I was told to ask you this. Do you have any more sons you can send this way?
2: <laughs> no, factory no. factory got closed uh, <laughs> a long time ago. And, uh, I'm sorry to
3: factory closed you the news. with Rodrigo. is yeah. that correct? Okay. Yeah. All
2: right.
3: One one thing that uh, I think is a is a bit of a concern for Southern Miss baseball. Uh, we come into the year with two catchers. Uh, Blake Johnson breaks a bone in his hand. I'm sure Rodrigo didn't anticipate having to catch every single game. Kelly and I have talked a lot about how physically tough and demanding that is. So how is he physically right now?
2: He's been he's been up and down physically. I mean, uh, I don't think that doubleheader uh, down there in Dallas helped uh, much. I think he, he's okay catching like every game. Uh, I mean, back to back games, Doubleheaders are really tough on, on catchers, of course, and, and uh, so after the, the two games on Saturday, he was, I think he he was a little sluggish to start the game on Sunday, and uh, but then he had those two days off and uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday, and um, he, he looked a lot better uh, against Alabama on Wednesday, and he's he's feeling well, he's gotten I, I heard uh, Coach Barry on one of your interviews that, that he was uh, getting those ice baths, and, and he's been doing those after practice. They, they really helped. So he's getting back. He's I mean, he's uh, he gets his IV uh, uh, drinks after games, and that also helps. So he's fine. He's, he's, he's a you know, game. You
3: said something to me the other night was so interesting. We were talking about this, and you said, well, yeah, it's tough on him, but he would rather be doing this than not playing.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, of course. If you ask any 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 kid, I mean, all these kids put all the the, the best effort possible to, to get in the lineup. And if you ask any one of them, they'll they'll tell you the same thing. I mean, they'll. The catching position is a little tricky. The thing the thing with the catching position, uh, Bob, is that uh, you can't just plug anybody in there. I mean, it's not first base, it's not left field, it's not. Uh, Either one of the infield or outfield positions in an emergency, you can get one on the seventh inning and get an infielder to play left field, and even if he hasn't done it before, um, and, and hope for the best. Maybe they don't hit it out, hit it out there, and, and he doesn't get a ball to catch or anything. Catcher, you can't, you don't have that luxury with a catcher. And so, even even if you have a kid that caught in high school a little bit. Um, Man, it's not. It's, it's really not the same thing. I mean, you're you getting kids now throwing 92, 94. You get Tyler Stewart throwing sinkers, and then Tanner Hall throwing sliders away and change changeups, and then you get a lefty that uh, like Dalton Rogers and rides the the, 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 the pitches uh, as a lefty. It's. I mean, I say the other day was throwing frisbees out there. So I mean, it's not. You can't just get a catcher that caught like three years ago and plug it in in, in there and and just uh, all our games are going to be competitive, so you can't do that.
1: But but, but the fact that he was not penciled to be a starter, but to be more the backup guy, what part of his defensive skill set does he have to really kick into gear to get better quickly to be able to be the optimum defender
2: for these guys? You you know, Khalid, um, don't tell him that he was going to be the backup catcher because he... (laughs) He, I mean, fair enough. Okay, so he 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 was he worked all all fall uh, to, to try to be the starting catcher. So he's, I mean, I'd say Blake is one. Rodriguez one A uh, to start the season. Uh, of course, nobody nobody wanted a Blake, for Blake to get right. injured, and and that's a tricky situation for Southern Miss actually because having two catchers and get and having one of them out Difficult. that that. That uh, if if there's something that would get us off track as far as the season goes, is that that's a. That's a tricky situation. Yeah,
1: everybody's praying that nothing <laughs> happens to Rodrigo because then where do you go? Well, you know. Well, yeah. But but is there a part of his skill set that that he really wants to, to work on to get better? What is his view?
2: Really, really, the the main thing is uh, getting to know the pitchers. You know, different angles, different pitches. What what's what is it that they're comfortable with? What is it that uh, they throw? Uh, I know, I know, he prides himself himself. A lot more on on, on uh, blocking and, and pitch calling and, and, and uh, all, all uh, framing and all that stuff that's defensive. Um, a little bit more than his hitting. He, he he loves hitting. He 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 goes. He gets frustrated when he doesn't hit. But uh, I mean, I've, I've told him, look, you, you're gonna have your ups and downs. Being tired and your legs go. I mean, your legs are gonna go some some sometimes. So. Don't don't worry much about the hitting. Things will will come to you, and uh, and just concentrate on on being better, being good back there. It, it
1: it is funny though how I think all the guys like that hitting part because I know my son one time threw a one hitter against Brandon and struck out like 13 as a pitcher, and he gets into the car after the game and he slams the car so hard that he almost broke the passenger side window. And I said, "What's your problem?" He said, "I went one for four at the
2: plate." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, what about the thirteen strikeouts? Man, you know, it's just an up and down thing with hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure it is. No
3: question. Now, now there, there's another Montenegro that everybody knows about, and that of course is Gabe, your oldest son, and uh, he's become a celebrity here.
2: Did you <laughs> ever anticipate that? Man, I really didn't. Uh, uh, he's just he do, he doesn't he doesn't like uh, the attention much. Tell you the truth, he's uh, he's kind of a laid back kind of kid and, and he sometimes he doesn't even go into the social media and check stuff and, and sometimes we got to tell him look this this is this is what they're talking about you and, and he wouldn't even know yeah so he's uh he's cut out for 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 uh, not uh, not being not being too high on himself so
3: mm-hmm.
2: he's but he loves it he's, he's, he's so
3: he loves he that it oh no, he does one thing he told me one night, Kelly, I thought was so interesting. You may remember this. You said when Gabe was like five or six years old, he had this uncanny ability to track down fly balls. Oh, yeah. And uh, he loves that, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, he he, he, he's, he plays the outfield. He's, he loves it out there. He, he The other day he almost went through the wall to get that home run. I, he, he tracked it good and, and it just went out but he he doesn't he's not afraid of the wall or crashing or,
1: that's well we were we watching him I know. watching him hit the wall yeah. when he got up <laughs> dazed a little bit we're going oh no you know uh, yeah. you, you
2: don't want to see that happen the original plan for for him was uh, you, you know if, if you want your kids to be uh, d1 players or, or professional players there's two two positions That uh, the odds if you're a Vegas guy, Mm -hmm. odds are catcher, left hand, left-handed pitcher. Those are the two quickest ways to the major leagues. The major leagues or or whatever. So um, we had a plan that uh, Gabe was going to be a uh, left-handed, and he was going to he he was he he was born left-handed, and so we made him hit left-handed and everything. And Rodrigo was going to be a catcher right from when they were three, four, five years old. So that's how, what they've been. How important been.
3: was it for Rodrigo to get here to play with his brother before he left? They're only the third time in the history of Southern Miss baseball that two brothers have played on the same team.
2: He he always uh, since Gabe came up here as as, as a they, they both wanted to be play college. That's one the the one thing that they both uh, really wanted. Um, and uh, when Gabe came over as, as a D1 uh, player, he Rodrigo just wanted to follow on his brother's footsteps and be on another D1 program. Uh, it really didn't matter to him which one, um, but he had his eye on Hattiesburg because he was here for a camp when he was a senior, a junior in high school, and uh, he was he visited here. He knew some of the guys. That, Danny Lynch and and Charlie Fisher and some of the other guys. He knew him uh, from coming here and visiting his brother. So he was really set on on trying to get here uh, to Southern Miss.
3: Well, look, we're glad you're here. We're going to bring you back in the last segment let you do picks with us. Yes, sir. Mauricio Montenegro. We're going to talk to Justin Harris here in just a moment. As the Eagle Hour is broadcasting live, Kelly Sander from Midtown and Fuzzy's
1: Tacos. A righty and a lefty. I've always said I'd give my right arm to be ambidextrous. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back.
2: southern miss to the top to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour
3: hey welcome back everybody want to thank you for joining us this afternoon we're broadcasting live from fuzzy's tacos here in midtown and uh justin harris always nice enough to have us down here justin i gotta tell you man i just had the uh the brisket tacos and yep. the fried potatoes and the black beans, and it was primo, my man.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. uh that's getting to be one of our most popular sides, of lap fried potatoes, really. So, uh, And then, you know, a mixture of any of the tacos uh, we enjoy. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's taco time this year, uh, getting hot, baseball weather. So I uh, appreciate you all coming out.
3: Hey, we're glad to be here. We're, you know, we're glad to be here, too, because this terrible two years is kind of behind us now. That's right. Things are opening back up. Things are getting back to normal, aren't they?
1: That's
0: exactly right. Uh, we've... Uh, We've been fortunate to uh, be back to normal for a little while, but uh, it definitely helps, uh, you know, the patio season and just having everybody out having a good time again as opposed to uh, what we went through for the previous two years.
3: And probably pretty good when the Golden Eagles are playing baseball for the weekend.
0: It's really good when they're playing baseball and doing well, and uh, even for the midweek, I mean, it's uh, it's been some good crowds this year. I mean, I want to say every game with the exception of one, you know, with the weather, uh, it was a rough uh, crowd, but other than that, it's, it's really been a, a big draw this year.
3: Like the other night, 5,400 people here do you do you benefit from that when there's a big draw like that
0: we do uh on a game like that like on a weekday not as much as you would from the uh, weekend but i mean we had trivia here that night with uh, with kelly so um, you know we had that going on and it was a really good night the most teams we've ever had so i mean i want to say we got some of it from it that night but i mean we, it was uh, a good showing all around for the game and here
3: you really let kelly down here on wednesday nights we well, keep
1: him in the corner yeah, I'm, I'm anchored over there with a chain around my yes, I would. ankle. But but we also have the Southern Miss game on the TVs here too. Yep. So so if you couldn't make it to Pete Taylor Park, or if you wanted to enjoy the different flavored uh, margaritas here,
3: is it you what, here every Wednesday night?
1: Yep. It's Nacho Ordinary Wednesday, Bob. Does
3: this interfere with your Wednesday workout? I on mean,
1: Wednesday. Yes, it does. I'm not able to go to the gym yet again because of... But we talked about Nacho Ordinary Wednesday. You guys have got specials going all week long.
0: That's exactly right. And Wednesday it is. We do have yeah. the trivia, uh, what, 7 to 9 on Wednesday right. nights, nacho, uh, you know, our nacho specials. Tuesday's our taco plate special. Um, Thursday, Friday, we got burritos, quesadillas. Every day is a different special and a different drink special. So... Uh, Always looking to uh, mix it up and, uh, you know, invite everybody out. Come try us if you had not or if you have, come back and try it again.
1: As a small business owner, Justin, Bob talked about the two years of, of the C word, COVID. I don't think people realize really how close the small business owner was to going completely belly up. It was close. It's
0: uh, you know, um, we've been blessed and fortunate, but, but I mean, there was a time there for a while that I mean, you just you don't know what was going to happen. It was right. an unknown. You're looking, nobody could do anything. What about your help, your staffing there for about three months? Uh, I'm not I'm yeah. I mean, it's no secret that right. we had to have some tough conversations. Yeah. And uh, but to finally be on this other side of it has really uh really been good. And you know, now we're trying to get out of it, get staffed up, and you know, everything. Everybody's got to learn again how to do things normal because it changed the way society works in our opinion, the restaurant business and everything. So just getting back in the groove and getting that and uh, getting people back to work has been It'll be a good thing.
3: I'm going to put a little pressure on some of the coaches here by asking you this question. You do very good here on the weekends because baseball is a big draw. Absolutely. Tremendous program. People love to come here. How much would a restaurant like yours and other restaurants in the vicinity of the campus benefit for the football coach to get things turned around and the football program to start consistently winning big games again?
0: Oh, it's it's hard to probably to calculate what it would do. But even this last season, I do have to be honest, you know, just with Coach All and the excitement that they brought, although it was tough, it really was a bigger environment. We really had a lot of big draws for football weekend. So I can only imagine it'll be like a Cinco de Mayo or a or Margar- National Margarita Day for us uh, on football weekends when we have a draw, if we can just get to 30,000. Yeah, I, well, I
3: think he's going to turn it around. Oh, I, I there's no doubt. It. I don't he's think on, he's it's had on the time. Way. Exactly. So, I don't think he's had time. But when you when you opened Fuzzies and all these other businesses down here opened in midtown i mean that was the hope right that that That, that was was that's why you're
0: here there's no other that's that's why you want to be here and it and it's it's for that i mean we all support the academic side and everything but i mean let's let's call it what it is we're here for the sports i mean right here that's the draw i mean and having a little town and a close-knit community that supports their team is a a big a big win for all of us and
1: i will say this bob without mentioning specific coaches names the coaches do their part to help Fuzzy's economy. Trust me. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. we <laughs> are happy to have them. You're right. You're right. No names mentioned, but uh, we're, we're thankful for them. Uh, you
3: know, Scott Barry told us the other day, Justin, that he was talking about baseball, college baseball. I think it applies to all college sports. He said he had learned through the years when when universities are located in big cities, Dallas, Atlanta, big big places like that. They just don't draw college athletics. He said, you know, the secret to college athletic popularity is to play college athletics in college towns.
0: Towns, College towns. And, I mean, I know, and I don't even want to mention the schools, you know, up north of here, but, I mean, those are small towns, you know, even smaller than uh, Hattiesburg. And, I mean, you see the draws they get. I, I mean, for lack of better words, what else, you know, there's not a whole lot else. To do, and and you're right. I mean, you look at some of the bigger cities, and you're like, "Where they got so many people? Why are they not drawing?" But I mean, to me, that's what I like about a small, close-knit, you know, college town. It's good for athletics, and it's good for everybody, and especially when they're winning.
3: Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you the power of the Eagle Hour. See this young man producing the show here. He's a Mississippi State graduate. Do you see what he's wearing, Justin?
0: To the top. (laughs) No. You know, this (laughs) is the this is the only
5: one that I own. And the last time I wore it was at this very establishment the last time we were here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, you, you certainly want your personal safety protected, you know, so it would be smart to <laughs> wear that shirt as opposed to that maroon one that, uh, you know, that you might have to wear around every once in a while. be careful
5: wearing that thing around the wrong Well, now, I tell you, I, I do a lot of this just out of shtick, but honestly I, I love supporting Southern Miss while I live in this community because, honestly, the times that Southern Miss and Mississippi State cross paths are somewhat – you know, more rare in these you know, more recent years. And so I have less opportunity to have conflict of interest. And so I I really love what all these different programs, especially baseball, because I'm such a big college baseball Absolutely. supporter. I, I love what we have going here.
1: Well, and at least, Caleb, your, your alma mater will at least play Southern Miss in football That's and right. some of the other sports as That's opposed right. to that other institution that... that it's, we'll,
3: a, it's a baseball-rich state, man. We love college baseball in Mississippi. No I hadn't seen it
0: lately, but I did see after, I think it was the first or second weekend, I mean, you had all three uh, major Mississippi
1: schools in the top 11, I want to say, in attendance for Correct.
3: the... That's pretty impressive. Isn't Very impressive. For a state this size. Yeah. And we
1: take a shot at this the school furthest north, but their baseball team does play us as well. So that, We they need do. to make sure. Yeah, that They're coming here,
3: actually, yeah. this year and playing, and we we're going to qu- play them in Jackson in a couple of weeks. And,
1: and, you know, Bob, it's, it's one thing, too, for proprietors to own businesses but then just be passively perhaps interested in the university – but Justin and the guys, they're true Southern Miss fans.
3: They're Southern Miss guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're checking, you know, they've got the games on the TVs here and, and uh, checking some neat information I was sharing with about the basketball programs. and.
0: Absolutely, black and, and I, gold everywhere here. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's what we're here for. Like I said, again, that's why we wanted to be here. And, uh, you know, uh Obviously, with baseball, I think we're going to get basketball rolling eventually. Um, believe it or not, when they, the first when they started the season, they had you know a good crowds. We 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 had a, we had a, a larger crowd for basketball games than I was expecting. People mm-hmm. just coming through here before they go to the game. Right. That tapered off towards the year, but I mean, for the first few weeks when we had uh, those games, it was uh, it was it was impressive to see. Now they are excited t- for
3: you're it. you're too young to know. Kelly and I are old enough to remember when basketball here, buddy, was a hot ticket. You, we, you, you had to struggle to get a ticket to get into. Well, I was going to say a,
1: a hot ticket. It almost it was to the point where you had to buy scalp tickets if you didn't, right. You know, weren't a season ticket right. holder or something right. like that. So, so. maybe
3: maybe we we'll get back to that.
1: So what? When, ha- when do you decide to put the garage door up, Justin? Here at the well, at, uh, we
0: have a few. A few
1: rules based on uh, temperature, that's all
0: it is. It can't be too hot, can't be too cold. Anything above 60, the sunshine will open it. And when it gets above 90, 95 there in the heat of the summer, it's hard for the thing to keep up, so we'll open it last. But like on days like this, beautiful spring and fall, uh, when it's spring or fall weather, we'll keep it open all day as long as it's uh you know nice weather. But that really adds to the
3: that's a super cool part of the restaurant. Oh, I like, it's my yeah. favorite
1: piece to it. I like it open. It's a different feel when it's open. Yeah, it kind of gives you that beach because a lot of the people that are sitting out there have their sunglasses yeah. on, it's like they're You're at the right. beach. You're right. You
3: know? Now, are all fuzzies, is this a, is this the standard fuzzies restaurant design, or do you do those individually?
0: You, there is a standard design. Now, I'm not, they don't have the windows, but now, I mean, they're all going to have the, the bar with the, uh, the, the the seating area. But that was just a piece that, with a unique area and location and just seeing a, you know, a few different concepts, you know, uh, that, that was an idea we came up with so we can use it for a walk-up bar or a sit-down bar. There's also TVs right there. And uh, those are usually the first seats taken.
3: No, that's awesome. I, that's the coolest part of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. The food is delicious, my man. i got to tell you, I'm going back to those brisket tacos. You had those, Senator?
1: I tend to eat the more locale stuff. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Now I ruin it when I go for the watermelon margarita. That's you right. have the
3: salad and five watermelon margaritas. Well, not dieting, five right?
1: margaritas. Only one watermelon. I'll try the blueberry. You know the <laughs> the, the mango one is pretty good too. So <laughs> there, there isn't any of the flavored margaritas that you got to keep I, hydrated. Yeah, that, that's right. keep I hydrated. like that. I Don't like that. Just, yeah. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. All right,
3: it. minute left. What any message you'd like to get out to our listeners about your your fine restaurant here?
0: No, oh man, just come see us. Make yourself at home. We like to have, a, you know, uh, like we don't want to call them customers. That, uh, you know, they're guests, you know, like you'd have at your home. You know, come, make yourself at home, have a good time, order from the bar, order and sit down with your family in the dining room, whatever you want. I think we have something for everybody, depending if you want a little low-key or if you want to have a good time and uh, drink a few beverages like Kelly. Uh, we have a little thing for uh, everybody. So just invite everybody to come on out and uh, come see us before a game, come see us after a game, or come see us during the week.
3: Thank you for having us, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll be right back. I'm going to wrap things up from Fuzzy's on the Eagle Hour.
2: Southern Miss to the top.
3: Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour from Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown. Uh, just a few hours away from the first pitch of tonight's baseball game. Uh, left-handed junior Hunter Cooley on the mound for Florida Atlantic tonight. 3-0 on the season, 3.65 ERA against right-handed sophomore and Everybody's been waiting on this. Tanner Hall tonight, 2 0, 0.84 ERA. And how about this, Kelly? Birthday, the boy. pitcher tomorrow hunter riggins 0.69 era so pretty good way to start the weekend
1: well those numbers sound familiar but those were my grade points
3: yes those are your grade point average yeah yes. as, as opposed I to eras that. but um. all right time to pick uh conference usa for the weekend uh, mauricio comes back uh, on the set with us and we're going to get uh, our illustrious producer here involved as well so let's get started guys First weekend series, and we'll start with you, Caleb, and go around the table. 14-1 Old Dominion uh, playing a three-game set against Middle Tennessee, 7-10 and on the season.
5: Are we predicting the whole series or just tonight's? we are pick the
3: overall series.
5: I think oh, I, I don't know much about the pitching matchups here, but if I had to guess, I, I'd give Old Dominion a nod and give them a – I'll say they split it. I don't think they sweep Middle Tennessee. I, I think it's going to be 2-1.
1: I would agree. I think Middle Tennessee takes one of the three, but
2: Old Dominion wins the series. Uh, I'll go Old Dominion as well. They'll, they'll give us a run yeah. for our money for the conference this
3: it, It's hard to win all three games. I think Old Dominion wins the series two games to one. 8-8 eight and eight Western Kentucky. Is at 11-5 and five Charlotte? Whew. Uh, I
5: know it's the safe bet, but I'm going to do the same thing and do Charlotte
1: 2-1. Yeah, I, I think – Caleb, this is scary, man, because I, I agree with you. And, by the way, congratulations on Mississippi State's 177 RPI. Annabelle. High <laughs> <I> score. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That was hard. <laughs> he comes
3: down here wearing a Southern Miss shirt, yeah. trying to be part of the guys, and you're going to throw them. I was going to give
5: Tanner Hall props, too, give him a whole lot of
3: credit. Don't <laughs> make it hard on me. All
2: right, Maurice, what do you think? So it's hard to go against Charlotte at home. So I'll go with Charlotte, two out of three. Charlotte wins the
3: series two yeah. out of three. Here's a pretty good one. Louisiana Tech is at Texas San Antonio. Tech is twelve and five, and San Antonio, pretty good this year, eleven and five. give me those records one more time. Tech. Is I'm not tri-
5: going to pick this strictly off record.
3: Right, but. Louisiana Tech is twelve and five. UTSA eleven and five.
5: You know, I, I have I, though I don't like them a whole lot. I think La Tech has got what it takes in this one uh you know i'll randomly pick a sweep i know they're a lot more evenly matched than some of these other matchups we've had but just something in me thinks
2: the bulldogs might get it done
1: i, I disagree with the sweep but i do agree that la tech wins the series
2: well i don't like la tech so and i understand and utsa uh, is, is kind of tough at home so i'll i'll, I'll take utsa well,
3: i'm gonna take it Two a step three. further i hate louisiana tech <laughs> And uh, so I'm picking the Roadrunners to win the series, 2 oh. games to 1.
1: Oh, and you know at UTSA when they get all 8 of their season ticket holders there, right. it's going to be all right. crazy. It's all
3: right, here's a here here's my pick for the sweep. 11 and 4 UAB Caleb is it? Is this hard to believe? Rice is 5 and 13.
5: Yeah, I, I'm with you on the sweep for UAB. That Rice has fallen
3: off dramatically yeah, in the last Wayne few Graham years. Looks pretty damn good these days, don't he?
1: Yeah, they are saying, "Oh, the old man needs to go to the house." Yeah. Well, he's at the house laughing at everybody that said he <laughs> needed to go to go to the house. I think Rice wins one, but UAB wins the series. I'm with you on that one, Kelly. Yeah, two I'm out of three going with you, three
3: I think I think uh, the Blazers may sweep Rice. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Marshall is ten and 7 there at Florida International. Kind of a surprise team here. Seven and eleven with all those Florida players.
5: You know, Florida players. There's just something about them, and with the environment they get early on in the season, you expect them to have a little bit more of an advantage leading into a season. I I might go with an upset here and say two out of three going to FIU. All right.
1: not oh. me, not me. I'm going two out of three the other way. I think if there's been a surprise team in the league so far, it's been it's Marshall. Yeah. I think Marshall's been a surprise on the upside. I'll take Marshall to win two out of three.
2: Murcio? I agree. I think Mar- Marshall has uh, has a good team this year, and um, I don't I don't think FIU is up to it. So I'll take I'll take Marshall as well.
3: All right, and of course, Florida Atlantic is at Southern Miss. Let's break this down by games. We've got about a minute and a half left. Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. How you see them panning out?
5: I, I think you get two wins at least on Friday, Saturday. Sunday is going to be a toss up. To me, but because you've changed your your weekend rotation around, sometimes things take a little while to adjust back. I, I definitely think your first two games. I think you have a really good chance, and the Saturday or the Sunday game. That's the one I'm not sure about. I don't know. I'm giving Southern Miss the series. I just don't know what balance is going to be, Kelly. I'll go no, two
1: out of three. I don't think FAU, with all due respect to Coach McCrone, I don't think they've played a, a near as tough a schedule as Southern Miss has. So I think the record might be a little bit deceiving. I'm not, I'm not just saying this to be a homer, but I think Southern Miss gets the sweep this weekend.
3: Well, Mauricio, sweep?
2: Mm, I don't like to say sweep, but um, Birthday Boy is going to give us a good game today, uh, yeah. Tanner. Uh, so I think we win at least two out of three, for, for sure.
3: I think we win tonight and tomorrow, and I think I agree with you. I think Sunday kind of a toss-up. But I, I'm not saying they can't sweep, but I'm going to go two out of three.
1: So and, I can't say I that. can't say sweep or backup, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. I
3: want to thank uh, great guys at Fuzzy's Tacos for having us down here today. Hope we see you out at the Pete Mauricio. Thank you. I'll see you tonight, I'm sure. Yes, for sure. Yes, sir. All right. Sir. We'll be back Monday at one o'clock. Thank you, Taylor, very much. Yeah, Thanks to Will Tony back in the studio for helping us out. Southern Myth to, to the, the top. top. I'm to
1: try like a